Hello and welcome to episode 57 of the Community Trail Running Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Lee. Thank you for joining me once again. So many podcasts out there and I so appreciate you spending a little bit of your time with me. Today is a special edition of sorts. I've got Mike LaBelle on the cast again. I think this is his fourth time now. We're chatting Finless in Arm again, which I know we've done in the past, but this time I'm talking about my experience a little bit there and recapping the new 50-mile event as well. It was really fun to catch up with Mike, so we went long, and we're just going to get to it instead of doing any kind of housekeeping. Let's go. I'm curious to hear, because you ran the 50K, so I'm curious to hear, you know, how it was for you. I mean, what's always interesting for me as a race director is I, you know, with this year, with the changes and everything like that, I was able to kind of get on on course for a little bit to see kind of how things Ah. were rolling. Whereas in previous years, I've never really been able to do that. I was able to do it a little bit during the 100K, but everything is pitch blackout, right? So you can't really see a lot. You can't really see, you know you know, the different things and stuff like that. So yeah, it was nice this year to be able to, like I popped down the bottom of, of Finlayson and saw people starting that climb. And then I went to the backside, you know, just like, you know, and for me, it was like, it was great. I got to see some runners, but also I got to like assess like traffic issues that we were having or we were warned about. So yeah. And then went to a couple different aid stations, saw some 50 milers and stuff like that. So it was a really, really great Saturday. Uh, and the Sunday was, was awesome as well. So yeah, just a very different feel this year, just with all the changes that we had to do. So yeah, I'm curious, you know, from your perspective, how how was your day? Uh, before I get into it, Mike, this is this is Mike LaBelle, the voice of Mike LaBelle, friend. Oh yeah, you, you know him already. Yeah, I'm going to introduce you because that was great. Uh, he's just talking about the Finless and Arm 50. We're going to chat about that and some more today. Uh, Mike, thank you for taking the time. Oh, my pleasure, man. I always love being on here and chatting race stuff. It's always awesome to have you on. I think this is the third time uh, that you've been on. This is going to be a little bit different, which I'm excited for. I'm excited to chat with you a little bit. You said at the race, you're going to ask me some questions. So I'm obliged to actually answer, which will be. Yeah, I feel like we got to put you in the hot seat every once in a while. (laughs) So, Um, yeah. So, yeah. How how was your experience with the 50K? Like, I mean, like I, you know, obviously we chatted a little bit, you know, I, I get like a kind of a hot minute with everybody, you know, at the finish line. But yeah, how was your day? It was um, such a blast as always, first of all, like just overall all encompassing. The event is so much fun to participate in. And mm-hmm. um, it's always like, I'm always blown away with like how well marked it is and 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 how easy it is to be a runner there. So for, first and foremost, uh, as an athlete, such a great weekend. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. Uh, as an individual, I had a really great time on the course. I beat my previous time by like an hour and 15 minutes. So that was really oh, cool. nice. Yeah. And, um, but mostly I loved chatting with some friends who had done it for the first time. One of my friends was like, you, you, you didn't talk about Mount work like in your, in your preview episodes enough. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. There's a few, few things I think we missed out on, but you don't want to, you don't want to spoil the party for everyone. Right. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. You want people to go and figure it out for themselves. I know it's like, I, I, you know, I talked to a few people about the 50 mile, right? And they're like, well, you should have told us that new 30K was going to be hard because on paper it looked, it looked a lot easier, but it <laughs> never ended. I think someone quoted it like the loops of misery or something like that. Or, yeah. And it's just like, yeah, because they're like, it never ended. So, yeah, you know, yeah, you want to leave a little bit out there, you know, so people, <laughs> people get a little surprised. 
But yeah, it, it was my it's it was my first time really running back, um, running over there since we moved. So mm-hmm. three or four years now. And I in my mind, when I was thinking about the race again, it was like, you know, y- you get to Finlayson. Finlayson Arm is kind of like the tougher climb. And then in, in my brain, it's like it's runnable until Mount Work and then it's work again. And then as soon as you get out there, you're like, oh, my God, there's so much more in between all of that than I remember. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, that section from the Roundtree Aid Station to Jocelyn, uh, again, same thing. Like, on paper, it doesn't look like it's going to be that hard, but it, it is. Like, there's it's punchy. Like, the whole course yeah. is punchy, right? Yeah. And I think, like, yeah, there's definitely some, uh, like, the bigger, long, extended climbs that are a bit more, like, you know, of a grind. But like the whole thing is punchy, right? And you know, especially that section from the Roundtree Aid Station all the way to Jocelyn Hill, you know, you are climbing, but you're not climbing that much, like you know, on an elevation graph, right? Yep. And yep. then you go and you do it, and you go like, this will never end. And I love that. I love that like <laughs> psychological battle of like, this is never going to end. This is like I'm going to be here until I'm 80, like yeah. you know, and it's. <laughs> It's 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 a cool accomplishment too when you get to the summit and you're just like, okay, we knocked that part off, and then you know, and then you do that really fun downhill uh, yeah. down to the down to the bite and down to the ocean, and then you realize you just got to go all the way back that, up on the way back. That that thought is like haunting you the entire <laughs> descent because <laughs> uh, you know it's coming, right? Like yeah. you know it's coming. That's it too, and and just the way that that race works too is i think jocelyn on the way back is around 42k something yeah. like that so in my mind it's like once you get to jocelyn like you can taste blood you know what i mean like now yeah. now you're in the home stretch kind of thing but also that climb to jocelyn jocelyn like you're gonna hate like that's <laughs> it's forever it's yeah. it's so long it's 6k and i mean it's only like 1400 feet of total climbing but it never ends Right. And like it's an, up at the very beginning out of the bite, like the steps are big. So you're like, you know, you're, you're yeah, your thighs are trashed. And <laughs> oh, well, I know it was hard for me when I was course marking it with my like, you know, my uh, my backpacking pack with all my course marking stuff. And it's just like, yeah, I can see why people don't like this. And I was like, I'm not changing it. I'm just I mean, no. I can understand why people don't like it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's a it's a pretty cool. I mean, and it's funny you mentioned that. You know, like you get to to Jocelyn and you kind of you know, you, you kind of almost smell the barn, right? Like you're like, oh, okay, you know, I got one more A station. But let's talk about how long that last two K was when you came <sighs> down the backside of Mount Phyllis and made that left hand turn. Like that is the longest two K in sports history. It's terrible. It's terrible. None of it like yeah. it, it, it feels like it's like the trail that you guys make for that weekend. Like it's not runnable. Yeah. It's not like it's just <laughs> like you just slog through. <laughs> and I was I was broke by that point, Mike. Like my I was seizing up. I was broken. I was done. So <laughs> uh I know your viewers can't see this, but like I am like I have like the, this biggest grin on my face right now. I'm just like so happy to hear that. Just like, oh I was broken. Like, yeah, you know. And that's the whole point, right? Is like these races, like, you know, I think what people really appreciate about them is when they're really hard and they have to work for it, that sense of accomplishment. You know, I was I was reading some posts from some people on Instagram, you know, about, you know, the respect they gave to that course, you know, and we always knew that, right? Like as a race team, like I always knew that that course deserves the utmost respect. And the courses that I like to design and the ones I like to run myself, 
are the ones where you stand on the start line and there's a good to fair chance that you might not finish. Not because you're not well-trained, not because you don't have the ability to, but that the course demands that level of respect that, um, you know, if you uh, don't give it that, it'll eat you alive. And I think that's what's really the key thing with Finless and Arm is that it will eat you alive. It's, you know, where, where where's your mind frame? You know, what, what are you thinking at those times, right? Like, it's always interesting talking to people and seeing kind of, that like utmost joy when they cross the finish line right <laughs> you know there was really only one person this year came across with that thousand yard stare and <laughs> but everybody's just so happy right because they're just like wow i just did that and it's so hard like you know again like you know we don't we don't market it that way we're like you know come and run it come and find out for yourself you know because everybody's got a different definition of hard because someone who's a really good climber may not find it as hard as say you know really runnable 50k Whereas someone who, let's say, is really used to running on kind of buffed out mountain bike trails, uh, you know, or, you know, we call them California fire roads, you know, they might find this thing the most sketchy, you know, hardest thing they've ever done. So it's really that one of those races, I think that you kind of have to, you know, go and experience and come to your own conclusions about. I think it's uh, like it's sneaky hard because, yeah, you guys don't mark. You're, it's not like, oh, come try this crazy challenge or anything. It's just like, here, come. Here's this this 50 on, on Vancouver Island. It's beautiful. Like, come check it out. And then you check out the elevation. You're like, oh, I never go above 500 meters or 1500 feet, whatever. Yeah. Like, this is, whatever. Like, this will be a walk in the park. And <laughs> it is not a walk in the park. No, it is. I mean, there are definitely times where you're walking in the park. But, yeah, uh, yeah it is not. It is like it is it's funny, you know, like, you know, just reading these people's, you know, Instagram stories and stuff like that about like, you know, people saying like, you know, I've been running for 20 years. This is the hardest thing I've ever experienced. And, you know, like we had one guy, I think his name's Stan Budden. He wrote on there. He's like, I never buy race photos. Uh, right. And Matt Cecil released his, his race photos. And he's like, but this event was so hard and so humbling that I bought a race photo because he captured this moment of his like little run group and they were having a a group hug at the finish line, you know, and it's like, that's, I think really, really cool. You know, like that's the things that really kind of like get me, you know, motivated and and, uh, going as a race director is when people have that emotional connection to a race. Cause I mean, like anybody can create a 50 K race, you know, given the right conditions, you know, right course and everything like that. But it's, you know, it's bringing those emotions to the race. Right. And Matt does such a phenomenal job yeah. of capturing those. And that's something as a racer, I don't really get to see on race weekend. Cause I'm so, you know, tunnel vision on, you know, making sure that my team is supported and that everything's running smoothly. And uh, yeah, it's pretty cool. You know, the work that Matt does to, to capture all of that. And, um, because it's so difficult like you said like and and then you get those amazing moments right at the finish line and and it always looks like it should be hanging in in your own gallery or something you know like it's that that moment in time um i definitely also wanted to shout out the impromptu aid station on jocelyn (laughs) oh yeah yeah the the uh the comfort station i think they call it the nature trail society uh yeah they do a comfort station at the top and uh yes I know a lot of people were very thankful for, oh, for that. But yeah, that's a game changer for sure. They was like lugging the water up there for us and everything, which was super cool. Yeah. Randy Duncan and a few other people uh, took, I think 13 of those like kind of collapsible water jugs up there. And like, yeah, I mean, that, that's the problem with, you know, like it, it on a, on a map, it's not 
that much distance between the two A stations, but especially the heat of the day, you know, uh, the, the time, right? Because, I mean, like, when you're, I think, you know, when people are, are doing that climb out of the bite, I think an hour would be a really quick time, you know, when you've got 30-some yeah. K in your legs, um, you know, kind of a slower time could be, you know, anywhere to three hours. So you, you've now been three hours since your last kind of aid station. Uh, yeah, you're going to need some you're gonna need to pick me up for sure so yeah they do a really good job um up there and uh, yeah they're a phenomenal crew from the nature trail society i think that's one of those little like uh special like it's not on the map but it's if if you run it you know it kind of thing which is yeah. super cool uh, yeah what was really cool this year too was like and i saw lots of video of this is like the amount of spectators on course this year like i don't like again because I'm stuck in my little bubble, you know, I don't get to see all that stuff. That was so cool to see the number of people dressed up in like dinosaur costumes and, yeah. you know, stuff like that. Rolling through the aid stations is so much fun. Like it, it, like you got all the people that are like watching and then they're following their crews, which are usually timed out with your crew. Like, and then they, obviously the aid stations themselves are so like well-stocked and, and friendly folks and everything. But yeah, it's like, I, that's when, the, that's like my moment. Like, Oh, I feel like a pro I'm running through here. Like, <laughs> yeah, you know, and, and I got to give credit to the people that we have that run our aid stations, our aid station captains, you know, um, uh, Avery, Doris, Andrew, Zoe, Dave, and Krista, uh, Christy, sorry, and uh, another Dave and Jade, and then Jason as well. And, you know, we kind of give them a lot of like free reign to kind of do whatever they want. Like I always tell them every year, like, you know, we'll stock you with the normal stuff that you expect from an A station, but here's a budget go and buy what you need to do something special for your aid station whether it's food or decorations or whatever right like we want our aid station captains to really make that a really a positive experience for our runners and also for our aid station captains because it's it's really easy for us just to take that on and say no this is how you're going to do it but you know these people bring so much to the race and so much to our trail running community that it's like no own it you know like you know we obviously have standards that need to be maintained you know cleanliness and you know mm -hmm. um, all that kind of stuff right like safety and all that stuff but for the most part those guys are you know they're awesome you know and uh you know i couldn't do it without them you know and and laurie myself and steve work really closely with our aid station captains to make sure that they know that you know like we got you what do you need what do you want you know and uh, yeah, it's really cool to see the photos afterwards and to see kind of how they dress up their their aid stations and everything like that. Like it's it's really neat. So yeah, it's a cool it's a cool thing to see. Absolutely, especially again, like in the in the heat of it all, when you're out there and you're in you're and you're having that big day to to have each moment elevated is so is so cool. And like cheese quesadillas, homemade pierogies, like <laughs> yeah. so good. They they go above and beyond, right? I mean, like, it'd be easy for them just to be like, okay, we're just going to go and buy a bag of pretzels and, you know, some, you know, pizza pops and just, like, microwave them or something like that. But, yeah, these guys, like, they, they take it seriously and they come in there and, like, they take so much pride uh, in this. And I think that's what's so unique about this race is the community buy-in to the event, you know, and I mean, I've seen it at other races, but I just feel like this one's kind of unique in the sense that, like, this is like on people's calendars, like to volunteer and to be a part of, like, you know, as much as I would love everybody to run it, it's like, you know, we need volunteers. I think Lori said we had something like 120 
plus volunteers this year. Amazing. And having those people coming back, like our aviation captains come back every year. You know, our sweepers and free sweeps and course markers, they come back every year. And having those people come back really allows us to be like, okay, we can focus on putting on the best event possible. And uh, yeah, it's, it's, I think I'm extremely fortunate to have that uh, kind of place uh, placed on us because it does allow us to put on, like, I think this year was one of our best years, even given all the drama that we went through <laughs> with losing the permits for the nighttime. Uh, you know, like we, I, I think we put on a really awesome 50 miler, you know, like people loved it. Um, yeah. And I, so I'm, you know, that's a perfect segue. How was hosting the, the 50 miler? Cause you know, you went from starting Friday night to now getting up and, and starting at 5 AM Saturday. How was it all? And I know beforehand, I know it was a lot. <laughs> it, it was. And I mean, like, uh, there, there, you know, I never put on the 100K because it was like a money making endeavor. The, the 100K lost money every year. The 100K was a labor of love. It was an intimate experience for the runners. It was really just a way to kind of do something stupidly hard and fun. And it was, it was always about that. And so when we lost the 100K, it was, um, it felt like someone kind of zapped my joy, you know, yeah. and that kind of piece was taken away. And having to pivot um, was a struggle. But, you know, of course, I'm super stubborn. So I was like, we're going to make this work. We're going to find a way to make this work. So we found a way to make it work with a really solid 50 mile. And the CRD was great in approving it. Uh, they approved it really quickly after, you know, we had our discussions about, you know, the loss of the nighttime permits uh bc parks as well was really awesome with the pivot as well and so yeah it was a lot more work this year i mean we had 30k of trails to mark that yeah. in previous years we didn't have um we had two new road crossings that we had to manage and figure out ways to make sure athletes were safe crossing the road um you know uh i think athletes came away I think some athletes were going into the 50 miler thinking it was going to be a much quicker race uh, given the new 30 K portion, because it on paper, again, it looked a lot flatter. Yes. There were a couple climbs, you know, uh, people were like, Oh, okay. I know this section. There's a, there's a little bit of like kind of fire road access road in there. So like, yeah, I'm going to be able to open up, you know, get my legs going. That wasn't the case. <laughs> I think a lot of people came out of that new 30k section and said, what the hell was that? Like, <laughs> I just got beat up. And now the hardest part of the course is ahead of me. Um, you know, and I knew that I knew that the new <laughs> section was going to be, you know, I figured most people would cook themselves in that 30k section and then have to do all the hard stuff. Because, I mean, it didn't really matter whether it was the new 100k course, the old 100k course, or now this 50 mile course all the hard stuff was still at the same spot. Right. So it's just like, pick your poison, you know, it's still going to be brutally hard. Uh, and, but the feedback I got from people were like, that was one of the best races that I've ever ran or whatever. Right. People loved it. Um, you know, we had, I mean, our winning time was, was three minutes under 10 hours. So that gives you kind of an idea of the challenge and the, you know, how hard it is. And like, Tommy who won the Finway, he's a pretty, pretty solid runner. So, you know, like, uh, yeah, it definitely has its <laughs> challenge and Darby Kai Standard, she was, you know, I think 10 38 or something that was her time. So yeah, you know, it is no joke of a 50 mile, like 
it's, you know, I think what was really cool was, you know, like for instance, with the hundred K we lost that beautiful sunset on Jocelyn Hill that the hundred yeah. Kers got, you know, cause we started at 5 PM, but what we gained was this incredible sunrise on Mount Finlayson. Like, I don't know if you've seen Matt's photos, but he, they were getting Mount Baker and Mount Rainier and like all the Olympics and Cascade mountains, like in this beautiful, like, it's hard to describe, right? Like it was just mm-hmm. this insane, like the beautiful sunrise. And it was like, okay, you know, like, so like over the course of the, of the weekend, my like joy for the event was coming back, you know, like I really, really lost it because of all the politics and drama and losing the hundred K and the fact that it was, it was this labor of love. It was this thing that was never meant to be a business endeavor. It was just meant to be a really awesome cool event with all these really cool things and it was like okay you know people are really liking the 50 miler there's a beautiful sunrise you know like the course is really hard and challenging you know and then for the 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 back of the packers and the 50 mile they were getting this incredible sunset on jocelyn hill coming back so i think what we lost in 100k we gained i want to say tenfold with this amazing 50 miler and uh yeah it was a hard pivot for sure uh you know we definitely had a lot of learnings this year but i think when we kind of took a step back and said okay i think we've got ourselves a winner here we really realized that man this is i mean it's one of the best 50 milers around i i'm i'm just gonna toot my own horn here like it's incredible (laughs) like yeah if if you yeah if you haven't run i think one of those distances like you know the 50 miler would be the one to do because it's just so incredibly beautiful. And like I, the courses, I mean, I, I can only speak to the 50 K. I, I have an idea of where the extra 30 K are. I know, mm-hmm. I, I know it's all beautiful for sure, but I think what makes the whole event even more fun too, is like you get that celebration of community feeling throughout it. And then the, the, the barbecue at the end is so unique because you include yeah. everyone. Um, it really is like it just it's just such a, a jovial place to be like it's it's really fun yeah that's something you know it's it, it's funny you bring that up with the whole barbecue at the end right this is something that of course comes up every year between myself and other people and they're like well we probably should start charging crews or spectators to eat you know at this point in the game like i have no interest in doing that like you know i view the finish line area kind of like my kitchen of my house, you know, like you've just, you know, you've just finished something incredibly hard. Go and help yourself to a burger that's cooking on the barbecue and go help yourself to a beer in the fridge. You know, that's kind of the way that I view it. Um, You know, even with food tickets, it just feels very transactional. And like, I, I don't know. I just, for me, I just, I view it as, you know, you've just done this really hard thing. Like, and I've given you a hug at the finish line, like, you know, yeah, like you've just kind of like you've you've come to my home, like you know, like to have all that. Just it, it just feels kind of weird to me. But I mean, obviously, you know, there's obviously the business side of it. And of you course, track things and do all that stuff. Like, so at this point, I have no intention in changing that because you know, and I veto it anytime someone brings up like, oh, well, we should start doing wristbands again. I'm like, no, no, we're not <laughs> doing it. And like, you know, there's the occasional you know person comes in and eats ten burgers or whatever, right? There always is, but you know, for the most part, like you know i mean we budget these things accordingly every year like you know we're able to put the race on every year so we're not in the red so yeah i have no 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 intention on changing anything we do with the finish line like i think you know people really really appreciate that and 
you know, uh, families, I think really appreciate that because they can bring their kids there and like, you know, they don't have to worry about, you know, kid running out of food or, you know, juice box or whatever. It's like, yeah, we got stuff, you know, I mean, yeah. you might not want to feed your kid beer, but you know, we've got stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, to be perfectly honest with you, it's completely selfish on, on my part too, because I know like, like if my, my people that are celebrating with me, if my wife's there or whatever, it's like, Oh, like you, you can have a burger and a, and a beer too. Like it's, it's for everyone. So I can hang out and not be, for longer. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, it's funny you bring that up because I remember it was a couple years ago. I think it was like 2018 or something. That was the last time we did like wristbands. And I remember it was, it was raining that day and I turned around and I just saw all these people standing there underneath our tents and everything like that. And I remember saying to Steve, I was like, this is killing me seeing us with the grills ready to go, you know, whatever. And people are just, they, they can't eat because they don't want to, you know, people just didn't want to pay the 10 bucks for a wristband. And I was like, I don't like this. I just doesn't feel right. And that's what it's always been about for me is it's got to feel right, you know, and it's got to, it's got to be right. Like we got to do everything by the book. Of course. Uh, I'm definitely a fan of that. Uh, but you know, it's also got to feel right. Like, you know, and if people are saying, I'm going to sign up for your race because I can come there and my family is taken care of as well as me, like that's a race that I want to do. And that's, yeah, that's kind of the way I've always built it. That's super nice. And I loved the glass, the, the branded glass that you get is full of cold water at the finish. That's the best. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Our, our finish line volunteers were pretty awesome this year. I, I had, I had zero say in that. They just did it. And I was like, Actually, that's a pretty smart idea. <laughs> it was brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Driftwood does an amazing job with those glasses. You know, Gary with Driftwood has, has been a supporter of the race since the beginning. And uh, yeah, they, you know, those glasses are, are beautiful. I didn't even get to keep one this year. So uh, <laughs> that's the first year I've not been able to, to have one. So uh, yeah, they do a fantastic job. I'll take a photo of mine for you if you need. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. I got a, I got a few. I, I got the first year one, which I think is the most important, but next year is going to be year 10. So we're going to have to come uh, up with something unique for next year. Very cool. Um, well, we might as well segue into that. You, so you obviously you have more than just finless and under your umbrella. What else do you have going on this year? So for the, for the rest of this year, I just, just one more event. So it's our, uh, Vancouver Island trail running series. Um, event at Qualcomm Bay on October 21st. Uh, so there's a 10K and a 27K. And then we have our series finale banquet. And then that's it for 2023. And then 2024 will kick off uh, in April uh, with the Vancouver Island Trail Running Series. Uh, you know, so they'll, I'll be working on updating the website with uh, race dates and everything like that here pretty shortly. Kusum Climb, uh, June 22nd, uh, you know, lots of chatter about that. I've been working with, with the town of Sayward and, and the community up there, as well as the province and Western Forest products, uh, you know, about the, the longevity of, of the trail, you know, okay. and making sure that it's um, you know, ecologically stable, I guess, is the way, you know, to make sure that it's erosion proof, to make sure that Bill's legacy stays intact, you know, all the work that he's done to make sure that the trail is kind of more robust so it can stand the test of time. Um, the province is really viewing uh, this trail kind of like their West Coast trail. You know, they're oh. looking at it saying like, this is a trail that we want to market to the world. Uh, so, and that's all because of Bill's hard work. So, you know, like wow. I definitely am working, uh, you know, on that angle. And of course, what change is always challenging. There's always challenges, but yeah, for sure you know um you know lots of really cool things happening with that and then of course phil's an arm you know next year uh 
I can't remember the exact dates off the top of my head, but you know, first weekend after Labor Day. Um, so yeah, and registration will open for Kusum Climb. I think I set it as January 15th, and then for uh, Finland Snarmo would be February 14th, so Valentine's Day or Singles Awareness Day. Singles Awareness Day, call it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Things to look forward to in the new year for sure. Yeah. What, what's Because um, Kusum Climb will be your second year. It sounds like obviously the province has got some interest in it. So what's uh, can, can you give us any more detail into what that is kind of like? looking like for you is that going to be difficult or no no uh the partnerships we're creating right now between our myself uh the, the town uh western forest products uh the province is actually one of really working together um awesome. i think a lot of people give like forestry companies a bad rap but western forest parks is very very interested in like supporting this obviously they have their business and harvesting operations but they're very much like interested in like supporting the event, supporting the trail, like any way that they can, um, which was really cool to see actually, because I thought they were just going to kind of come in there, plow things down and then say, okay, you're on your own now. Um, you know, so long-term strategies, um, you know, we kind of all agreed that we'd like to get the last part. So the last part of the Coosin plan was to come off uh, the Stowe Creek trail. Uh, you get onto the Stowe Creek main, which is essentially just an old, uh, decommissioned logging road uh, and uh, the goal for us is actually to remove that section from the trail and create some single track cool. so that the trail would essentially um, get you know eight or nine kilometers of new single track um, so right now there's lots of work being done behind the scenes on what that's going to look like uh, where that's going to go um but yeah there's some there's some really really cool things happening and i'm um, i'm really excited to be a part of it and uh yeah just waiting to see kind of what happens and and supporting the community and i know that th that event really meant a lot to the community this year you know uh there's definitely some apprehension of this you know uh team from out of town coming in to take it over and you know on the sunday morning tons of people came up to us and, and we're super thankful that like, you know they kind of handed off this child to us and you know and, and i wanted to make them proud you know that was always my goal was to make sure that they knew that it was in good hands and we were here for the right reasons uh and so i i feel like we were we were pretty good in doing that so yeah it's a cool partnership that's exciting to have something uh new and kind of build from the from the not from the ground up, but to take it sort of to that next level. And then yeah. for your, for your, your, your baby turning 10 next year, Finless and Arm yeah. and this 50 mile only turning two. what's, uh, do you have any, do you have any thoughts as to what, what next year looks like? You know what? I don't, uh, ah, that's a, you know, it just ended. That's it gonna, just ended. So it just ended. Yeah. So I think it's going to be, uh, we'll keep that a little surprise for everyone, but yeah, you know, we definitely are going to have to do something. Uh, you know, I, I'll have to talk to my team and, and see, kind of get some ideas flowing. But yeah, we've got to do something. We got to celebrate. You know, I think it's um, we're very fortunate for a race uh, to make it to 10 years. Yeah. You know, I think a lot of people don't realize that there's a lot of races that don't make it past a, a few years, you know, whether it's for financial reasons or, you know, these are a lot of work, you know, like, uh, <laughs> you know, like if I kind of broke down my hourly wage, it would be like <laughs> maybe like a dollar an hour maybe uh we don't want to know. turn this into a therapy session Mike. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a labor of love it's a passion project as i call it yeah and so um 
yeah, you know, it's it's kind of figuring out what we want to do for that and um, where we want where we want to take it, you know, because like now we've done ten years, you know, where do we want to see it go in ten ten more years, you know, like um, yeah, there's gonna be there's there's a lot there's a lot going on. It's really exciting. I'm curious. I just thought, did you have anyone who did um, the double previously and now the double with the fifty miler to compare the two? I- you know what? That's a great question. I actually haven't asked anybody. Um, there were a couple people I should I should check in with. Um, yeah, there we only had oh god, I can't remember how many finishers we had in the double this year. Not many. Um, that fifty mile beat people up. You know, it it was uh, a lot of people. I think um, you know were a little surprised. You know, so there were a few people that didn't show up the next day that I thought would. Um, but yeah, and then of course you know talking about the double a lot of people have been asking if we're going to be doing a 50 50 uh next year and i think we're going to keep the double uh you know i think it's a good you know like there's other races out there that do 50 50s and you know they're they're the 50 mile and the 28k they're such different races that i think it's kind of cool because you are you're running you know two races in the same weekend but two very different races and i think you know it's a really cool experience for people and uh yeah i think we're going to keep the double I think it's, it just makes this makes sense for us. I love that. It's unique to Finless and Arm in that regard too. And the yeah. 28k is like, it is, it's different obviously, but it's no, it's not a joke. That's for sure. No, if you're racing it, it is hard. Like it is super hard. Like, you know, if you're maxing yourself out over that distance, like you are cooked, <laughs> uh, you know, like it is no joke. It's definitely a fantastic challenge. I'm, I'm excited uh, to hear more about year 10 as it comes along. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know that you, I'm glad that your joy has been brought back. Thanks. Uh, absolutely. Is there anything else that you wanted to add about the series, about what you're up to? Come and play on Vancouver Island. You know, I think a lot of people think that the ferry, you know, there's this big body of water between the mainland and, and the island and come and experience it. You know, like we have, some amazing trails out here you know and i mean uh obviously being biased towards you know the races that i put on you know like there's no better way to experience those trails than to come and run a couple races and i mean the vancouver and trail running series is great for that uh you know we put the races on a couple places that you know people were probably like i'd never run here and then they run there like like royal roads is one of my favorite places to run you know and nobody runs there you know uh right and it's just like yeah it's beautiful like you got ocean views you got like crazy like beautiful trails like it's really runnable um yeah so you know it's a cool way to kind of experience a bunch of different places uh and Derek coffin's doing some really great work up in uh the comox valley as well with devil's ladder the perseverance run uh so yeah there's some there's some great stuff happening on vancouver island well you should be biased towards your own stuff. People should yeah. go check out the island 100%. It's so worth it, Mike. I, uh, I'm i just so grateful that you had me included in, in Finless and Arm this year. Thank you. Oh, well, thanks for coming. You know, it's always great having you there. And uh, yeah, it's always it's always awesome giving you a hug at the finish line. And it was well worth the the, uh, the torment on course. And anytime I was, I was hating it, I knew that you were smiling somewhere, which makes it a little bit better. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Yeah. It's sadistic and a little bit. Yeah. You know, it, it's great, you know, and yeah, you know, it's that challenge, you know, it's, you know, you, you definitely you sit on it afterwards and go, you're proud of yourself, you know, because of how hard that was. And so, yeah. Awesome. Absolutely. Huge. Thank you. 
to Mike Lavelle. Huge thank you to all of you listening. Shout out to race volunteers everywhere, like all of those from Finless and Arm. And until next time, I'm Adam Lee, and this is Community Trail Running. (laughs) 